Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also catch me live Sunday night in St. Louis, 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. I do a show live Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. And you can always find the podcast of that show uh, at odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Just go to Odyssey and then type in Heidi Harris and the podcast will pop up. And I'll put the other ways that you can find me in the description of this podcast. I wanted to do a quick podcast on the Louisville, Kentucky bank shooting situation. Now, obviously, news is trickling in as the days, you know, pass. And we really don't know much about it other than this kid, Connor Sturgeon, told a friend he was going to shoot up the entire bank, put out a suicide note, went into the bank, shot a bunch of innocent people. And the truth is, we'll never really know why anybody does something like this. Now, at the time the story broke, coincidentally, I was filling in for a friend of mine in South Carolina, and I was on in the early morning, and the news was just breaking about Louisville, so we didn't have a lot of information. And I just talked about the larger issue of the fact that we don't have God anymore. We teach everybody they're supposed to be superheroes. We celebrate everything somebody does as if it's you know the greatest thing ever kindergarten graduations, for heaven's sakes, and things like that. And we're teaching kids to not be resilient. Now, at the time the shooting occurred, once again, I did not know anything as far as who the shooter was. White, black, young, old, disgruntled, drug addict, trans, gay, MAGA supporter. I didn't really know anything about that. But to tell you the truth, everything I said was true because the principles never change. These people all have one thing in common. They're all disaffected losers. Every single one of them is a disaffected loser. Most of them live at home. Most of them are younger. Some of them are older who shoot up things. The largest mass shooting, as you know, in America happened in my hometown of Las Vegas. And we're just now finding out uh, that maybe he had a grudge against the casinos because of gambling losses or whatnot. And who knows? I mean, even if you do, people lose money in Vegas every day. They don't shoot up casinos. The bottom line is these people are disaffected losers. And especially in the case of the younger people, they just don't have any coping skills. And I'm not one of those people, these kids today, I don't mean that. But we are not teaching children resilience anymore. We give them kindergarten graduations. I'm not joking about that. I've talked about that many times on the air and made kind of snarky comments about it. But honestly, we're celebrating something that used to just be a normal part of life. I could see celebrating a birthday or some kind of major achievement, but kindergarten, would you learn how to do? Put the lid back on a marker, count to 10. I mean, come on. And we're celebrating that graduation ceremonies. People celebrate everything. When kids are supposed to get out of bed and go to school, supposed to graduate high school, supposed to do the things they're supposed to do, their homework, whatnot. I never got any kind of a ticker tape parade for any of that nonsense when I was a kid. It was called what you're expected to do in life. And now, because we do not give kids an opportunity to fail, they have no opportunity to be resilient. And coincidentally, I just finished reading Jewel's book, The Singer Jewel. Now, this book came out seven, eight years ago, and I happened to see it in the store, and I thought, oh, I've never read that. So I like her. And I'll tell you what, you talk about a girl who lived a hard scrabble life, abused, uh, you know, was, there was some physical violence that went on and other stuff she had to deal with. Uh, basically, was never coddled, never spoiled, had to be self-reliant in all kinds of ways that children shouldn't have to be throughout her life. She's had to live by her wits and just the fact that she's willing to put in the time and effort and do whatever it takes to get there. 
And it's really quite amazing. And she talked about, and this was so important to me, she finally was able to get into a performing arts, I guess it was a high school, I guess maybe a college. And she didn't have the money to do it. So what she actually did was she had the people who supported her as a singer, where she was singing in bars from the time she was a little kid. She had some people come together, do a fundraiser for her where she performed. And that gave her the money to be able to get to the performing arts college. So she still got there, no clothes, no money, nothing, barely got into this place by the skin of her teeth. And she came back to her dorm room one day. And her dorm mate was crying her eyes out. And this is a girl, Jewel, once again, who barely had money for food. I uh, had to, you know, work, she was had, having to sing and do gigs during this, uh, her time in this college because she had no money, even though it was kind of not allowed. She actually worked with a teacher. He was just, you know, just strictly as professional people, but they worked together, did an act. She was trying to basically put food in her mouth. So she's going through all this hardship and there was a girl in her dorm. She comes back to the room one day, the girl's crying her eyes out. And she said, what's the matter? And the girl said, oh, my dad said he won't give me a BMW unless I get straight A's. I'm not even kidding. And Jewel said, oh, wow. She said, I didn't realize until then. She said this in her book, probably not to the girl. She said, I didn't realize until then that it's better to be hit than it is to be spoiled. Because when you're hit, you know it's wrong. And I thought that was so insightful. And it's so true. Now, once again, I don't know a thing about the inner workings of the life of this kid in Louisville, this Connor Sturgeon. I have no idea. I do know a little bit of what the news has talked about. He apparently was a star basketball player, and his dad was a coach, and he had a bunch of concussions and continued to play with a helmet on. Okay, that tells me a lot. If my kid had concussions as a child and I had a say, my child would no longer be playing that sport. It would not happen. My child would not be playing with a helmet. My child would be done. Did his dad push him? I don't know. Did he want to be the star player? I don't know. There's a lot that we don't know about the family dynamics, clearly. But what I do know is here's a kid who looked like he had a pretty bright future and he's 20 something years old and he can't handle being fired. He's going to shoot up the bank because he lost his job. We are not teaching resilience. It's frightening. There was a kid, I don't know, a year and a half ago or so, I've talked about him on a previous podcast, and he was a presenter, as they call them in the UK. And he was lamenting the fact that he couldn't get the booster that he wanted. He's about 35. And he said, oh, I'm gutted that I couldn't get the booster. I'm achy. I'm feverish. You know, I'm, I'm not going to die, but I'm just gutted. That's what he, that's the word he used to gutted that he couldn't get the booster. Okay. Now I would love to have seen this kid in the trenches of Verdun in 1918. I mean, honestly, can you imagine him? Oh, it's muddy in here. Oh, it's cold in these trenches. Can you even imagine how soft have we gotten? And we've taught our kids to be entitled to be angry. And the reason I mentioned angry, it's important to know if you're raising children and no, I don't have children. So that's why I'm an expert on this. Anybody knows if you're raising children, someone has to be in charge of the situation. When they're little kids, someone has to be in charge. And if somebody's not in charge, they don't respond well to that. Children respond well to guidance. They may fight you on it, but they need to know, and it makes them more secure when there's guidance, when somebody's in charge. If you have dogs, I have a lot of those. If you have dogs, someone has to be in charge. And if it's not you, it's going to be them. And then you've got disaster on your hands. 
and they'll challenge you once in a while. You know, I've got a poodle who's smarter than I am, or so he thinks, and he'll he'll challenge me not in an aggressive way, but he will challenge me to, are you sure, mom, you want me to do something? Yeah, I'm sure, bud. So he knows I'm the boss when it comes to him. And, but that makes anybody more secure when you know who's in charge. So when you have teenagers or young adults who are running amok and who have no coping skills because they've never had to fight a battle in their lives, no wonder they can't handle this. My husband and I were sitting around the house talking about this. Both of us have lost jobs over the course of our careers. Both of us have. You know, more than once in some cases, you know, layoffs or, you know, things that have happened. And we've been married over 20 years. These kind of things happen. And neither one of us ever thought about going back and shooting the place up. Or you've been wrong, even if you don't get fired. You've been wrong and so you quit or whatever. You know, (laughs) I mean, wow. And a lot of this also is taking God out of people's lives. I'm not saying that school should be preaching particular religions or whatever, but when you take God out of your life and you don't give anything to God, in other words, you don't believe that he's ultimately in charge of what goes on. You do the best you can to follow him, to lead your life correctly, to be a good employee, to live your life with integrity. But if that doesn't work, and sometimes the best of people have bad things happen to them, we've all been there, then you give it to God. That's what I've done. I've been through some very unfair things over the course of my, especially my professional career. And if you know anything about it, you know, you probably know the stories. And if not, read my book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. (laughs) There's a good plug. Don't pat me on the head on Amazon. You can read my book. But at no point did I consider doing anything to the people who done me wrong. I wasn't happy about what was happening. I knew it was terribly unfair, but you know what? At the end of the day, I came home, I gave it to God, my husband gave it to God. We didn't plot and scheme and, and, you know, ruminate on it and be angry about it. None of that. You can't be. If you take God out of the equation and therefore you're in charge, you're the one, it's all about your effort, your might, your talent, your abilities. If that's what it comes down to, that's all you rely on. You're going to be sorely disappointed in life. And even the people who are perfect, look at Jesus, what he went through. Look at Jeremiah, what he went through. Look at John the Baptist. I mean, look at all the disciples, you know, look at Joseph in the Old Testament. I mean, all these people, these are people who were trying to do what God wanted them to do. And still they were punished, ridiculed, run out of town, in many cases murdered. I mean, come on. You have to understand this. You can't handle being fired from your job without shooting up the building. Somewhere along the way, something wasn't taught very well. And most parents today will never let their kid learn anything because they'll always make sure they have a soft landing. They don't want their child to go through anything at school, anything in their personal life. Oh my gosh, your friend hurt your feelings at school. Oh, that's so bad. I'm going to go call her mother and, and fix this. I don't know who's worse, women or men when it comes to this, moms or dads, but it is terrible and I've seen it happen. Your child has to learn how to handle it. When your child has a really awful thing happen, you have to say, to, okay, so what do you plan to do? What's your plan? I'm not saying you shouldn't ever help your child when it's necessary, but you've got to let them understand that they can make it in life. And if they don't have any resilience, what are they going to do? You're not always going to be there to wipe their rear end. It's stunning to me. So... I, this kid, I, I don't know what happened. Was he coddled and spoiled because he was a star player? Uh, obviously, something went wrong somewhere along the way. But we've got a bunch of entitled people now who think they should never have to suffer. We've got people who can't listen to a dissenting view on college campuses. We've all seen those stories. I've talked about those on this podcast. 
They can't handle anything. I mean, people can't handle anything anymore. And I'm telling you, you see what's going on in the world right now. And if there's some kind of major military attack or major economic collapse, I fear for the people now that we have who are completely soft. They have no idea how to tough it out. They can't handle a hangnail. They can't handle being fired at work. They can't handle a romantic breakup. We've all been through all of that and come out the other side. It's just stunning to me. So parents, please, the number one thing, teach your kids how to live without you. Teach your kids how to make it in the world. It's your job as a parent to raise somebody else's boss, someone's employee, someone's husband, someone's wife, someone's father, someone's mother. You're not raising a kid who's going to stay in your house till they're 30 years old and be disgruntled and stay in their room all the time, locked in their room on their computer. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be raising a functioning member of society who can actually go out there, who's not afraid to get a driver's license at 16, who's not afraid to go away to college, who's not afraid to get out in the real world. And these stories are just, I'm just speechless anymore with the stories I'm saying. So it didn't surprise me at all that this is some bratty kid who couldn't handle being fired. This was his response to something that all of us, well, okay, maybe not everybody, but Everybody I know has been through this, you know, so you get sued and you didn't deserve it. So you, you know, you get dumped and you didn't deserve it. Let's go down the list. We could all sit around the campfire and whine about things that have happened to us that weren't fair. And I don't even know, by the way, if this kid getting fired was an unfair firing. It sounds, (laughs) if this guy's going to go in and shoot up the building, maybe he was just a jerk at work. We don't even know these things. But how did it get to this point? I'll tell you what, we've got to start teaching people mental spiritual resilience, and they don't have it anymore. I'm Heidi Harris. Join me on Sunday nights live, 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis, 7 to 9 p.m. I'll put all of the information about how to reach me during the week in the description of this podcast. Until we meet again, remember you were created for a purpose. Really, God gives you everything, everything you need to get through anything you can find in the Word of God. Just trust Him. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs) 